0: When you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's angi.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer all lowercase that's shopify.com special offer and then also drinking lots of water so you're peeing throughout the day frequently and um eating less sugar because sugar Mm. can breed that bacteria down there so i hope that helps
2: so this has been uh talking about your vagina like it's an aquarium it is. Steve and Nikki. It seriously is. I know. It's Vaginas crazy. Vaginas are
1: crazy, man. It's crazy. I didn't even know until like really later in my adulthood. Like each woman's vagina is a whole different universe. Hello. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hi. Steve Green here. What's up? Um, We decided to give you a break from the spooky stories that we have planned for october and answer some of your questions probably about your love life maybe these are more scary than the spooky scary we don't want to
2: just scare you guys every single week and just scare the shit out of you at all times we
1: just want to tell you to break up which shouldn't scare you at all you know because it's It's what we do it's gonna be happy it's gonna be happy for you um, so let's just jump into it. We got quite a few questions going on today. Uh, I'm just I haven't read any of these ahead of time, so I'm just going based off titles. So if you have a really cool title, I'll probably pick your questions. Just a, a little tip.
2: I'm getting, I'm getting really excited for all the crypto questions. Too.
1: Also, <laughs> yeah, the millions of crypto I'm questions are really probably at. About it, yeah. Um Also, if you want to submit a question, you can email us anytime at podcast at Nikki.limo. That's podcast at n i k k i dot l i m o. Okay, here we go. Uh, the first one this title is just my future. Can't wait to hear about this. Okay. Oh wait,
2: it's really long.
1: <laughs> Hold on.
2: <laughs> How long like paragraphs?
1: Like it's like it's pretty long.
2: Oh wow. Yeah, that's
1: too long. All right, I hope your future is better. We hope it kicks we, ass. We hope it kicks ass. <laughs> okay, next one is retroactive jealousy. Hello Nikki, Steve and Mark. Wow. How nice of you to include Mark.
2: As long as it wasn't Nick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mark's our sound butler.
2: That's right. He uh, bubbles our sound. It's really
1: nice of you to include him. Um, okay. Hello, Nikki, Steven Mark. Love your podcast, which I've definitely rated five stars. Thank you so much. You're an outstanding citizen of the world. This is a short question, but one that's very prevalent in my life currently. How do I not be jealous of my partner's past, especially when they've had more experiences than you? Was this ever an issue in your relationship or lives? Love anonymous. This is a really common question, actually. Yes. Uh, not we. A I don't think we've Very basic really,
2: question. Um, I don't think we've answered it though. No, of course not. We
1: answered it on Big Mood, though, so to check it out.
2: Don't talk about our chief competitor. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited to answer this question here. Okay, go go for it. Um, why are you jealous? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the key. So. Here's something that happens to me all the time. Nikki talks about her past sexual experiences on Big Mood. I cannot listen to Big Mood because of this. That just is, just. I can't hear it because I'm just, it's my wife and that's, you know, she's I didn't talking know about, about that. other shit. I don't listen to that fucking show. It's a chief competitor. Jeez. For number one, number two, that. Mostly
1: it, just because you're jealous. Huh?
2: No, I don't, it doesn't make me happy to hear right. those stories, right? Not, that's jealous it. is the wrong word. Right. So that's that's it. You it's never not want a to envision thing. your partner with Exactly. Other, yeah, I get it. And so. Anytime that that, you know.
1: When you talk about it, it's like it's a different person to me. Like, so I don't really feel anything.
2: Completely. And yeah. it's not like I'm crying about it. It's just one of those things where I'm like, ah, oh, God, um, I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. You know what I mean? May-
1: mayhaps, could it be because you are the one with less sexual experiences than me? I do have a lower body count. Yeah, like, it, it, like in half.
2: It, it's so funny. <laughs> when you are fulfilled, yeah. I feel. There is no reason to feel jealousy about that because I don't have any regrets. Like, could I have upped my body count? Yes. Were there some situations I was in where I could have definitely went for the kill, as they say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I have regrets about that, though? No, not really. Hmm. So, at the end of the day, did I, like, wet my whistle enough and all that kind of shit? Yes, I did because I'm not, like, a virgin who got married and, like, is, like, oh, what would it be like with anybody else? I don't have to worry about that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I don't think I would feel comfortable if you hadn't had enough sexual experiences. But by
2: the way, if you're a virgin and you're like, "I'm happy," right, that's right, fantastic. That's no,
1: it's all about it's all about what you two feel most comfortable with. It's never about like you compared to other another couple. Um, I think
2: vir- for me, virgins are like people who've only gone to Disneyland. And they don't know Disney World. They don't know the Six Flags. They don't know all the different roller coasters and things. They just stick to the Disneyland. And
1: Disneyland's great. And it's
2: great for them. Yeah. They love it.
1: Listen, I actually like Disneyland more than Disney World. I thought Disney World got way overhyped to me. And by the time I actually went there, I was like, this? Pfft. Nah, I'm good.
2: I just think you're completely wrong because the castle's way bigger.
1: You have to park hop and you have to like take a shuttle to get to the other parks. No thanks.
2: That part sucks, but they will fix that, I think.
1: Hopefully. I cause feel they will fix it Until that. then, pfft. I'll take Disneyland any day. <sighs> anyway, um, I have felt not retro... I don't know if it's retroactive jealousy, but when I would find out, like, in, in previous relationships, um, when I found out that I felt like they treated their ex-girlfriend better than they treated me, mm. that was the only time where I was like, what did she have that I don't... Why did he pine after her, but he doesn't really pine after me? Interesting. Um When we first started dating, the only one time that I kind of felt that way was in the first, like, three months. You were talking about your ex of a few relationships ago Mm -hmm. where you said you put her on a pedestal and that you would never do that ever again to any girl. And I was like, it's not fair. Like, she got to be put on a pedestal. (laughs) (laughs) Like... She didn't deserve it. Like I, like I think I'm like way cooler. You should be on the pedestal. Well, asshole. eventually I got on a fucking pedestal.
2: I was going through some shit. I
1: know. And and by the way, you weren't wrong. You shouldn't necessarily put someone on a pedestal. I just got jealous that she got put on a pedestal, and like you were like, not you.
2: The pedestal you know, is basically. But the pedestal, and this doesn't even answer your question. Sorry about that. But the pedestal it is... it
1: does because it's talking about retroactive jealousy. Okay, fair. And I was jealous.
2: Okay, when you put somebody on a pedestal, traditionally, I I remember I would. I have yelled at exes before, mm-hmm. and I don't do that to you.
1: I can't even picture you yelling.
2: Exactly. So, Actually,
1: you yelled at one time, and then you were like, that'll never happen again.
2: Right, but exactly, yeah. and it never happened again. So that's what I mean by I don't—you're um, on a pedestal, I won't yell at you. There are many people who I've yelled at while we've been together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For, yeah. So, for example, you're on the pedestal, like, I don't—I treat you special. Is it is it
1: bad that, like, when you yelled, I laughed a little because <laughs> I just never heard you yell before? <laughs> It's It's it is bad actually. I I want to be a ferocious lion
2: when I'm being one. I
1: know you you. are. You're a ferocious lion.
2: Thank you, dude. This morning, everybody, Nikki, um, I was telling her last night about how I was excited about this fantasy football player, and then this morning, Nikki's like, "Hey, didn't that guy just get his lung punctured?" And then she's laughing about how (laughs) I lost my fantasy player that I was excited for, and that's not. And I and I was like, "Why are you so excited that I lost my fantasy player?" (laughs) And she's like, "I just wanna. I just want." Because you you're so excited about it.
1: Listen, that's his side of the story. My side of the story is last night, I wanted to pick this one player and he was telling me how I should pick this other player and I just wouldn't listen to it as advice. So then he was talking about what a genius he is that he picked this this guy that no one saw it coming. Yep, Jonathan and, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, but he he said Taylor. I picked up Taylor and nobody saw it coming. And this morning I got a notification that Taylor, but not the same Taylor, Yeah got a lung punctured and I was like isn't this guy the, the one that you're such a genius for p- picking up and I was I, po- I popped his bubble because he deserved it he was bragging for no reason because I wouldn't take the pick that he wanted me to pick and I picked a different person instead
2: that's and she it was, she that's had it. so much that's glee folks. I was so
1: gleeful I was so
2: much glee in her step and I was
1: like I love when people who brag get their bubble popped.
2: she was like dancing on the bed <laughs> And I was like, that's not my guy, but I cannot <laughs> believe how how, you're grave dancing like on my grave.
1: He's not wrong. She gets
2: such a kick out <laughs> of it. It's so fucking funny.
1: Just over little things. That,
2: by the way, everybody, was a real laugh. <laughs> Anytime you hear her laugh, it's not that laugh. She's fucking lying.
1: I'm not lying. There's <laughs> just little different levels of what I find funny. That's a gut laugh because it's very true and it's over something very minor like i wouldn't grave dance if something real
2: happened i know that yeah
1: but anyway back to your question yeah uh there were a few times where i've gotten retroactively jealous but when you examine the root cause of that was that i was not fulfilled at that time in my relationship and so i was very insecure and looking at well like is there something i'm missing is there something that these girls have that i don't have and and i was like comparing myself to his exes and how he treated them versus how he treated me which by the way two separate relationships shouldn't do that shouldn't do that um but then uh eventually those relationships you know they just weren't they weren't the right fit and then the one with the thing with me and steve like that was just dumb because i was just he was going through shit and i was going through shit and um I was just like, hmm, I want to be on a pedestal.
2: <laughs> you're on Now you're on the grandest pedestal that has ever been created. So you can Feels suck good. it. Feels good. Uh, by the way, too, just to real quickly wrap up your question, I also think that when it comes to this jealousy thing, if you are satisfied, you are having, like I look around at our friends and I think I'm having bomber sex than all of them. Now that's not a diss to my friends, but I'm like, I think I have bomber sex than, than you too. do. So why would I be jealous of you telling me a story about whatever is going on? exactly that's also if you make your sex life the most bomb the most exciting the most communicative and shit i think you will have nothing to be jealous of yeah
1: you blow all my other relationships out of the water so i have i need not to be jealous of anything correct um but if you're getting jealous about something your your partner's past then maybe it's something that an issue that you just need to dive deeper about
2: unless you fuck like 175 people then yeah Mm. then that's like oh shit that's a whole different situation. I don't
1: know. I don't judge people on how many people they've fucked.
2: I, I, I as soon as you go above one hundred and fifty for me.
1: I don't know. I don't know their wow. life. You know, like, but that's. I'd say
2: one sixty-five. That's 165. cool. Like, listen,
1: you're allowed to have that metric. Yeah. I, I personally, metric. I believe that you can like transform and like leave your old life behind. I'm like, you know, whatever you did in your past, if you've changed and reformed, and you're not still trying to fuck one hundred fifty more people. Then Maybe if
2: you change before like one (laughs) thirty-five. Okay. Then yeah, no, that's great. I could see you change. Listen,
1: we don't even have to have this conversation because we're never gonna, (laughs) we're never gonna fuck more people. That's for sure. Our body counts are staying the same, baby.
2: Identically where they were when we started. Yeah.
1: All right. I'm gonna go. Hopefully that that helps a little bit. Like it's not, you're not. It's not just the jealousy. I would dig deeper into what's making you feel less than.
2: Guys. Also, Nikki found a pair of red panties in our-, our uh, I was going
1: to bring that up. Uh, yeah, she but found But then I was like, that's kind of like a shit they don't tell you after dark thing. It though. is an after dark So thing. if you wanted to listen to that, you could listen that's to true. our Patreon. That's true. Shit they don't tell you after dark. We do bonus episodes and we, we get like a lot more
2: She found a pair of red panties reason. in our house that are not hers. They're not mine.
1: Whose are they? Where did they come from? Why did Steve touch them and put them into my panty drawer? Why did Thinking Steve touch them, smell them? Thinking they were mine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know After Dark After Dark Go check it out Patreon.com slash Anyway, next question. All the compliments you'll throw up also not a relationship question. That's the title of this email. I like this email title. Okay. Hi, Icebreaker and Iceman. Hello. What's up? Breaker, Breaker, one, two, three. Hello. I'd like to remain anonymous, please. Heart emoji. Compliments. Wow, there's a huge paragraph of compliments. Oh, my God. For new
2: people to the show, everyone call me Iceman. Just real quick. For new
1: people to the show, um, I'm the Icebreaker, and we love compliments. We need them. We need to feel validated before every question. There okay. Um, Also, we're not experts. I didn't give our disclaimer, but we're not experts. So, you know, this is for entertainment purposes only. Compliments. I hope you're both doing well. Thank you. Thank you. I rate your podcast five stars multiple times and absolutely love it in big mood too. Yes. We love you. One yes. Yes. It's so helpful in giving me insight to myself and how to navigate life and all my relationships. You two always have stimulating conversations and is an absolute joy to listen to and helps time pass on my long shifts at work and on my long walks. Nikki, hearing your thought process and your insight on issues gives me such a sense of peace and gives me a better perspective on situation also your instagram is beautiful and very aesthetically pleasing oh my god thank you wow steve you always put a smile on my face with your comments and the way you tell stories really pulls me in also you have thank a you. beautiful smile oh you're that's so nice it's awesome. so nice please don't hold back
2: oh that's very nice we you. love you wow you really, she, listen you really out put there. thought into this
1: wow i don't have a good, really good relationship with my family so when i listen to you guys it feels like i have mentors that i can relate to and walk me through life i love you guys and can't wait for more episodes that's awesome because that's, so that's exactly why i want to to start this podcast in the first place like i wish there was people that just told me oh shit that i wanted to know like i wish i had a mentor for i wish that like they're here for the vibe
2: they're just here for the vibe
1: all right here's the question so i'm not super not a super confident person but i know one of the things i have going for me is my gorilla grip coochie (laughs) <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Good for you. Since I got into a relationship, I switched to an IUD instead of taking the pill plus condoms last year so my boyfriend can finish in me. Oh. I like I, I, I like your style. It really gets me off and he seems to enjoy it as well. But since I started, I've gotten a UTI five times. Ugh. Yeah. I tried speaking to my doctor, but he said t- to be more careful, which isn't really helpful. I take cranberry supplements, pee after sex, and always wipe from front to back, but I still seem to get seem to get them it honestly doesn't make me feel sexy it makes me self-conscious during sex i also think i'm a pretty clean person so it makes me feel unhygienic nikki i remember you said you were susceptible to them too so i was wondering what do you do to prevent them or if you have any tips Thank you both. Keep up the wonderful work. Love. Come dumpster.
2: Thank you. Come dumpster so much.
1: (laughs) I love you. It's incredible. You're uh, a beautiful person from top to bottom. Um,
2: You're the ultimate um, indication that everything that we're doing is going to the right place. Yes.
1: We're like, these are our people. You are our people. Um, So UTIs, I'm so sorry. They fucking suck they suck. Yeah. Um I do think it's probably due to your birth control switch uh when your hormones are like changing your it causes your fluids down there to change it causes your bac- the bacteria down there to change. It it just changes a lot of shit about your body and you're like, "Wait, I thought I knew my body and now this is a completely different version of my body." Mm. Um and so I I would definitely look into that because um certain pills that I, I was on like I was on a different birth control Pill one time and it completely dried me up down there. And then I was more susceptible to UTIs. I don't know if they're related because I'm not a doctor, but I feel like they are because it was you know, there's just not like as many fluids pushing things around. There was just it was just kind of dry like all the time. Mm. And uh sorry if that's TMI, but it I feel like it was easier for something to stick there, I guess. Um also it was like easier for like if a like friction happened, it was it was more painful. And it caused more, I think, tears and stuff like that. Jesus. Yeah, it was not a good situation. So I don't know if your IUD is doing all that, but it it could definitely be related to your switch to an IUD. Um, I would ask your – oh, I guess you did ask your doctor. I don't know. Um, I can't give like a, a definitive
2: as a, answer. As an expert on vaginas myself, mm-hmm. thank you, um, I feel like the guy should also be washing his shit.
1: True, true, true. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know how long... Did, did you say how long you were together? Um, you just, Oh, just started a relationship. Oh, also, when you start a new relationship, I feel like... It takes some time. Yeah, it takes time for your bacteria to get used to his bacteria. It's weird. Um, and then it should go down a little bit. I still get them like twice a year, but... It, you haven't had one in a long time. Don't jinx me. Okay, yeah. I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> but um but yeah, when we first started dating, I got them much more frequently because yeah. I was we were still getting used to each other's bodies and stuff. And um if I had switched birth controls at that time, I'm sure I would have had more. Um a couple tips. You did a lot of the ones that I would have said, like peeing right after sex. Um also what helped was I know this is weird, but you're a hygienic person. So uh peeing after sex and then taking like either a warm washcloth or like a like wet wetting a washcloth with really warm hot water and like kind of um, using that to also cleanse front to back down there oh shit um or toilet paper or whatever you have on hand uh but yeah like also using that to cleanse out um and then also drinking lots of water so you're peeing throughout the day frequently and um eating less sugar because sugar Mm. can breed that bacteria down there so I hope that helps.
2: So this has been uh, talking about your vagina like it's an aquarium. It, it is. With Stephen Nikki. It seriously is. I know. It's Vaginas crazy. Vaginas
1: are crazy, man. It's crazy. I didn't even know until like really later in my adulthood. Like each woman's vagina is a whole different universe. It's, it's crazy.
2: I'll stay in my-
1: Your dicks are so simple.
2: I'll stay in my corner of space. Thank you. <sighs>
1: I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of you that you have a dick.
2: Why? You want to have a dick?
1: No, but. Yeah, you don't.
2: Trust me. Why? It's a heavy burden.
1: It's very, well, in your case, it's pretty oh, heavy. Shut the fuck. <laughs> anyway, I hope that's, that helps. I'm, Thank you so much, Cum Dumpster. We love yeah, you so much. Yeah, we love you, Come dumpster. dumpster. And I'm so glad that you're getting cummed in regularly. It's so good to hear.
2: It's You wonderful. never hear it enough.
1: Wish more stories were like yours. Mm-hmm. All right, this one, the title is Love is Confusing. What is it even? I like that. <laughs> Hi, Nikki, and what's his name again? All oh, right, Steve, LOL, kidding, love you both. Colby Star, not so bright, but amazing enough to bring you light in your evening, aw. Wow. Thanks, Star. Um, anyway, LOL. So my question is pretty simple, but difficult to answer for me at least. What is love and how do you know if you're in love? Is it possible if it's an LDR, a long distance relationship? Um, I know you can't fall in love with someone you haven't met, but yeah, the conversation is deep and it's different than my past relationship before. Like I know it's online, but it feels real, like more real than actual past boyfriends. I don't know. Help.
2: What is love, man? I mean, what
1: is love? Yeah, exactly. Baby, don't hurt me.
2: It's some. I don't know. It's just when you when you only want to be with that person and you don't think about anybody else, really.
1: Yeah, love is hard to define, but I feel like it's it's like what your your soul knows. Yeah, um, like,
2: it's that thing where, you know how we're hugging sometimes? And yeah. It feels like my whole soul meter's filling up.
1: Yeah, it feels, like, tingly all over. Yeah. Like, when we kiss, even though it's been seven years, it, I feel like butterflies are swimming in my stomach. I feel
2: my entire uh, energy bar going, like, filling all the way up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was recently reading a book called The Coincidence Makers, and it was pretty poetic, and in it, the two characters experienced love for the first time, and or, like, real love, like, beyond something that they had previously experienced mm-hmm. and the way he described it was so fucking accurate and poetic and i wish i could remember it for you so that <laughs> I, could I was it
2: reading a book i can't remember and here's the passage i can't but remember but i remember
1: being like that's it exactly so that
2: would that answers your question right, right? There. go go to the library
1: <laughs> it was something like um it was something like the reflection of your soul in another but it was way better than that because it like actually accurately painted the feeling of what it is
2: What a fucking con- I know
1: I'm an asshole
2: Wow Listen
1: Remind me I'll bring it up In the next Q&A <laughs> But uh Yeah I don't know With my In my own words I guess Um It's like the perfect It's like the perfect compliment It's like when you You're The energy you're giving Amplifies itself back to you Yes You know Where it Where mm-hmm. like in a lot of relationships You could like lust after someone And you're constantly like oh mm, love you so much but you don't feel it coming back to you and it doesn't that feeling doesn't grow or amplify it just is kind of like this on its lateral it's the same
2: yeah we give the same that we get
1: yeah but in love it's like i give you you give to me even more than what i give to you and i that fills my meter up to give it back to you more than i was giving before and then it just goes back and forth and and laugh at my fantasy fantasy growing it's like a fireball that's like growing like this absolutely and it's really hard to explain if you've never felt it, but if that if you that kind of describes what you're feeling, then I would kind of go with your gut. Um,
2: when Nikki's not there, when she's out of town or whatever, or even when she's doing big mood all day, I swear it's like Peter Pan. If you ever watched that Hook movie, when Peter Hubbard. Pan wasn't in Neverlands, Neverland was all fucked up. <laughs> and then Peter Pan comes back to Neverlands, and Neverlands is like unfrozen and like this the birds in the come the out flowers, flowers open flowers up. open yeah it was like it's like that <laughs> not that oh like if I'm if I'm home alone or whatever I'm miserable yeah it's not like that like where you're codependent it's on just somebody
1: illuminating exactly it's yeah. like
2: everything just gets so much better and brighter it's
1: like there's kind of this like piece missing and then it just gets filled exactly yeah
2: so it's like that neverlands thing there you go that's the best I think that's the best description
1: it's like the neverlands thing yeah So, will it work in an LDR? That's, I mean, that's completely up to the person. Um, I've never been in a long-distance relationship.
2: We're kind of LDR truthers over here. Yeah. We're not real big on those.
1: But I've never experienced it, so I can't really say it. Just like um, people who are in an open relationship, I'm not going to shit on that because I know plenty of people that are really happy in an open relationship, personally.
2: For how long, though? I've never (laughs)
1: done it, and I don't see myself being happy in one, but, um, but that's just me, you know? And so for you, if you, if you guys can feel fulfilled, even that much apart and you feel like this reverberating energy that continues to grow, um, theoretically, it should get better when you guys meet. But I don't know. Maybe, I've also known LDR couples who thrived when they were long distance and then they moved in together and the oh, shit yeah. fell, fell apart oh, yeah. because they just didn't weren't used to spending that much time together. And so they couldn't really grow their relationship because there was no space.
2: There's so. some people who met on fucking World of Warcraft and shit. Yeah. And they got together and it was just heaven after that. So you just never know. You just
1: never know. But the real truth test would be when you guys actually do meet up and you know there's a lot of other factors like chemistry and physical chemistry and all that stuff don't you love
2: how everyone supposes that open relationships shouldn't work like like in a judgy way like uh and we all do it right but it's so funny how almost everyone hears someone's in an open relationship and they almost like take out a stopwatch and they're like okay let's see how long this lasts (laughs) that's funny right
1: uh Yeah, I don't know. I guess I've only had positive experiences with people that have been in open relationships Mm -hmm. like people have been really happy, but they had to be a certain type of person like those people didn't really like traditional relationship stuff. Whereas I really like
2: traditional relationship stuff. I just really like it. Yeah,
1: I've just been a romantic and I love everything about it. And I, I really I'm like no notes. Same. Yeah. So I had to find someone who felt the same. Yes. Yeah um all right one more before we go on a break this one is titled help unfuck my life please mm. i don't know if we can do that but uh we'll try we're gonna 100 percent do that dear icebreaker nikki and iceman steve breaker breaker one two three right am Ice i right here. Yep. first i want you both to know how amazing i think you are i listen slash watch you guys every day and you've helped me more than you could ever know oh my god we, we love, love you, you so much we love you so much thank you thank you so much Um, please keep me anonymous, but my problem is my guy, 23 years old, and I, 22 years old, have been together for nine years. We got together when we were 12, 13 years old. Whoa. Girl, I, she goes, girl, I know. (laughs) And I think logically I know that it's not working anymore, but I wanted your perspective before making any moves. The thing is, I know that I love him and it makes me incredibly sad to think of him not being in my life but I don't feel fulfilled anymore. We lack passion and compatibility, and it's gotten to a point that I've been having wandering eyes. I'm developing crushes on other guys, which I've never acted on, but no matter how much I try to repress these feelings, they keep nagging at me. I feel stuck because we live together, we have four months left on our lease, and if we're going to split, I figured it's better to do it before we renew or live somewhere else. I thought about maybe asking to take a break instead of a full-on breakup, but I don't know if that's just me being naive. Should I just talk to him and explain everything I'm feeling? I've been putting it off because he's not emotionally mature and I'm afraid of everything blowing up in my face and hope we work it out together or brace myself for the, imp- oh, and hope we work it out together and brace myself for the impact of a break breakup. Wait, hope we work it out together. Or brace myself for the impact of a breakup. Okay. In order to keep this shorter, I had to sacrifice a lot of details, but hopefully you can give me some clarity from an unbiased position. I love you both and will continue to support you all on all of your platforms. Thank you for being dope. Oh, my God. We love you. Love and you. also, it's fine with all the details because the details really don't matter in this yeah. situation when the bottom line is you know you're not really being fulfilled anymore. Yeah. Mark, um, start
2: polishing the button for us, please. <laughs> um. Listen, here's the thing, sweetie. I'm kidding uh <laughs> it just sounded like i was yeah. about to lecture something uh, so you're about the mansplain yeah exactly uh no no you're in it. you already it's like you're holding on to something because of how long you've been there and not because of how much you love it
1: and because typically with in these relationships where you got together so young and you're in it for so long it's like a family member mm-hmm. it's like um or a childhood friend and so losing that isn't just losing a romantic relationship. It's literally like losing a family member. You're losing
2: photo albums, bro. Let's be yeah. real. If you've been together that long, all your photo albums are fucked after mm-hmm. this, okay? But it's not about that. It's about being thankful for the experience that you have with this person and what you learned from being with this person and taking that into where you go next.
1: Yeah, totally. And uh, I mean, you even said like, he's not really emotionally mature, which it, it, this tends to happen around this age around 22, 23 years old, I feel like one partner usually s- splits off and mm-hmm. like is growing like this, and the other one's kind of staying the same mm-hmm. or maybe growing at a much slower pace.
2: This probably is the kick in the ass he needs anyway. Yeah. It'll be good for both of you.
1: And and you guys could be complete. I mean, you probably are two different people than when you met at twelve and thirteen years old. Like well, your values back then and how you chose a partner are not going to be the same as how you choose a partner in your mid twenties or even in your late twenties. Um, that could change too. Preferences change completely when you mature emotionally.
2: But you have you already answered the question. You got the wandering eyes going on. You haven't acted yeah. on it. You're a loyal ass bitch. We get it. But which is great it's awesome
1: it's great to not act on it until you make a decision that's re- you're being very fair to your partner yeah keep
2: your scruples that's good but it's time to be a big girl and make that move yeah if mark, you're let's hit the button go there yeah. it is
1: if you're not very happy now renewing a lease is going to make you feel even more stuck
2: sit on that button mark go <laughs> There but we you love
1: you, and and I, I truly do feel like once you rip the Band-Aid off, you're going to be so much happier and free, and it's so weird how that happens, but um, because you could still love and care for somebody, but not be in love with them, and after you go your separate ways, you're just like, wow, I'm so free, I'm so glad I did that. Whatever
2: you do, don't do this break shit, okay? The break shit, don't do the break shit. is a meme. It's a lay meme.
1: And it just causes you to stay in drama, and it also prevents you from moving forward. It
2: keeps hooks in you that you're trying to remove. Yep. So do not do that.
1: Be all or nothing. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that note, we are going on a break, but after we return, we will answer some more of your questions. As entertainers, not experts, just remember, we're not experts at all.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Listen, we're
2: on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts.
1: Like, we're not desperate. We're like, kind of
2: desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So. Huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back
1: to our podcast. Jenny Blight. Hey, back to our podcast. Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven.
2: Thank you for supporting the show.
1: <laughs> and we're back. Um, this question is titled, should they don't tell you? Question. Also, I love your kitties. We have um, seven, one? seven cats right now. Everybody, oh, fuck's we sake. are fostering five kitties. One's a mama, four kittens, and then we have our two regular cats. Listen, it's the best time ever.
2: Listen, there's never been more poop in my house in my entire life.
1: And Steve wants to keep all of them. Yes. So,
2: I have. By the way, I have. I was in a family of four with three brothers, and I've still never seen more poop. <laughs>
1: Well, hopefully, you didn't see their poop every time they're. I mean, I'm sure they're flushing.
2: I'm so glad you had your normal family experience.
1: Don't flush until everyone's pooped.
2: That's right. It's the most um, safest for the environment, I think.
1: Yeah. Great. Well, on to the question. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I love the podcast and I've been a fan since the beginning. Oh my god, we love you. Your Thank podcast you. is actually what got me to listening to podcasts, so thanks. Hope oh. you're listening to this one Hope and listen to many big competitors. Mood, big mood only. Big many, mood. many competitors. Thank love, <laughs> you so much. I love being able to get wisdom from people who have lived a lot more life than I have. That's awesome. You should spread it out, diversify for sure. Um, I don't want to drone on, so I'll get to the point. I'm twenty two and I'm struggling with trying to lose weight. I've been overweight for the majority of my life, and I've never tried to seriously deal with it until now. My problem is finding the drive to push myself to eat right and go to the gym. I struggle a lot with self-worth and the way I view myself, and it's like a perfect storm where I won't be, where I won't go be working out, and then I'll feel like shit afterwards. Everyone I talk to about this issue tells me to just do it, uh, but I struggle to consistently find the motivation to move forward. Is it just me being a bitch, or should I seek out some more professional help because I'm at a loss and I don't know what to do? Thanks for listening. Okay. Weight is a really, really, really sensitive topic. So
2: just eat less calories than you're burning, pfft,
1: dude. I hate that advice. I know we've got, we've heard that advice. We've before, heard that advice, and it's very annoying. It's so fucking frustrating. It's very one
2: size fits all, if you will.
1: Anyway, um, so I will I will tread carefully here because um, I don't want to insinuate that anyone you know should should have to try to do this, but. Um, <laughs> Well, she, she wants to do it. Right. But if you want to do it and you're like, I'm struggling, how do I? I don't know if you're really struggling with like you're trying to lose weight really hard and like it's not happening or you're struggling with the motivation to do the steps. I that one. Which sounds more like. Um, so, uh, one, I want you to know you're beautiful, okay? Your weight doesn't define who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So, I know it's hard because sometimes we – you said you struggle with self-worth. And um, I think that loving yourself first is like – something that will help you in order to motivate yourself to lose weight because sometimes when you feel like what's the point i'm just fucking worthless anyway like why would i it's very demotivating Mm -hmm. to think of yourself that way so if you're like hey i'm a badass bitch and i'm doing this for me like i'm just like i do healthy things that's what i do because i'm fucking badass i do badass things that's what i do like if you get more in that mindset you'll be more amp to do it and it's it's really weird how your mind works your mind is so fucking tricky but mind over matter is just one of it's just really powerful so getting yourself in that mindset i feel like um by telling yourself hey i fucking rule
2: and not just that but also too there's almost a version of you that exists um that is the version of you that you want to be right and so it's about pretending that you're that person already
1: yeah uh the fake it till you make it thing, yes, yeah, it's
2: just like it's a it's a mindset that you put on every day like clothes, and it could literally be clothes that you put on that are. That you just bought for working out for this, where you're like, yeah. when I wear these, I'm a badass bitch and I do the badass things. And it's that's so just true. who I am when I do this. Even
1: Beyonce, she has that um Sasha Fierce. Yeah, she has that dual, what's it called? Like a, a, a alternate personality. Alter ego. Alter ego. And when she's Sasha Fierce, she's like all fucking confident and yep. she's the Beyonce that we know. But when she's just off stage, she claims she's kind of shy and she's kind of like. Yeah right. You know, whatever. Yeah, right. She's like she's not Beyonce, right? So you kinda of have to do that for you too. And it's just like, um and it's it doesn't just apply with weight, it also applies with every facet of your life. If like if you're trying to if you feel like you're a broke bitch and you wanna make more money, like just tell yourself that like you're fucking rich. Like you're like money comes to you and all this stuff.
2: I like to imagine Beyonce opening a fridge, taking out some mustard and um squirting it onto a sandwich. And the mustard comes out like all that clear water first. And she's like, damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, she's one of us.
1: Yeah, she's one of us. Yeah. Exactly. It happens to her too.
2: Whereas Sasha Fierce would be like, you know, fucking dancing all the way over the fridge, opening it up, pours the perfect mustard. Right. You know what I mean? Or she
1: has her butler do it or whatever. Oh yeah,
2: she has her butler do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's way better.
1: But um, yeah, there's a, there's a saying called be, do, have, where it's like you have to be the thing first. So you do the thing that those people do and then you have the things that those people have. A lot of people think they have to have the thing first to do the things and then be that person. Yes. But you have to be the thing first. So be the change you wish to see in yourself. Um, so you are uh, you are a badass bitch who and, gets things done. And you get things done. And you, done, do what you, say you're and you do. have an outfit that you you rock that you take and then And, and then, then, then you then,
2: can take it off and chill.
1: And even if you're doing the things and you're not seeing the progress you want fast enough, it's just you're patient with yourself because it's not defining you. Okay. Like you're just, it's going to happen.
2: But if you, if you start to do this, right. You know, everyone says to do this, right. But it's a, it's really just about momentum. Once you get the ball rolling mm-hmm. and you build the routine, it's just about that momentum and keeping that going and not stopping the momentum. Cause that's where most people fail mm-hmm. on an exercise journey is losing the momentum. With
1: habits fuck yeah yeah habits create everything everything your your mindset creates habits and then your habits create your life um so you you, if you can stick to a habit they say it takes like 21 days or something to change a habit if you can stick to it for 21 days on that 22nd day if you try not to do it or try to break that routine you'll feel you'll feel bad like you'll feel like no i i need to do this i want to do this it's in my blood I it's need to do It's part of your this.
2: identity now. You've, you've made it part of your routine that much.
1: Yeah. So hopefully that helps. Also, I find just keeping bad food out of my kitchen. Like if I buy Oreos, I'm going to eat those Oreos. If I don't buy the Oreos, I'm not going to go to the store to get Oreos. Like I'm not going to go buy them. Very true. So just don't have bad food in your kitchen. Just keep healthy food. And uh, meal prepping really helps.
2: And on the last part of your question, we always recommend professional help.
1: Yes. Especially if you need something to like keep you motivated. A lot of people need to be held accountable or like have a personal trainer or a group session or like something like that. I know Steve works that way. Mm -hmm. He likes to have someone that's like doing it with him. Yes. Whereas like, um, I don't know. I kind of like to set my own schedule and do my own things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's, it always helps. Anyway, good luck out there.
2: We're rooting for you.
1: We are rooting for you. Let us know if, uh, let us know how your progress is doing um okay next question i couldn't think of a title great great title
2: that was really classic
1: <laughs> yeah very original <laughs> hi nikki and steve i you guys through jk news and fell in love with your personalities oh my god we love you so thank much you. thank you for validating us I dated someone a couple years ago from age 17 to 19. We were so happy in love, and all my friends and family thought he was such a nice person and the right one for me. One day while he was sleeping, I went on his phone to see what cute selfies he saved to me. I was so shocked to see he had saved multiple pictures of girls in bikinis. (gasps) What's even more disgusting is I actually know those girls because they're from our high school. He said he used those photos to jack off. I would much rather have have him masturbate to porn than to people I actually know. He cried and begged me to forgive him. I considered this mentally cheating, quote unquote, but I still forgave him anyways. A month later, later he broke up with me because he lost feelings and got a new girlfriend a couple months after that. It was a pretty messy breakup because he also owed me $1,000 and spread rumors about me to our mutual friends. Nice. It hurts because he was the one that would talk, about, talk to me about marriage and our future together. He gave me the reassurance I needed because I was cheated on before by another guy. I was so shattered and insecure about my body after the breakup. I'm almost 22 now and haven't been in a relationship since then. I feel like the next relationship will not end well either because I'm so paranoid now. I feel like I will always think that my next boyfriend will cheat on me or find someone better by making up these random scenarios in my head I know it's not fair to that next person so I push myself away whenever I have an opportunity because I was a I was a person who loved love, but now I feel like love can't happen to me anymore because of my paranoia. I don't want to feel that way, but I can't push these feelings away no matter how hard I try. Dramatic, I know, haha. E- Although I'm still young, I like this. I feel like this feeling will never go away. It's already been almost three years, and I still can't shake it off. I just wanted some advice from two more experienced people. Love you guys a ton. XOXO. Best. Anonymous. So
2: you're looking at two people, or you're listening to two people, who have been cheated on.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We, uh, I was definitely afraid of that happening Mm -hmm. but it's just something that you have to realize is not your fault in a weird way yeah like when you carry something like this as your own baggage where it's like this will always happen to me you're punishing yourself for what they did to you
1: yeah and it's also it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy which i'm sure you're you were aware of like sounded like you're kind of like okay well i'm creating my own Destiny, basically. You did not,
2: you you did not force him to break up with you by catching him with bikini photos. Okay. Yeah. Like you didn't do this. Like, if anything, this was an inevitable train that was headed for your relationship the whole time.
1: Yeah, and also that was a very young age. You know, like seventeen to nineteen. I feel like those are practice years.
2: Yeah, dude. I was. I'm not the same guy that I was then. No way in hell.
1: No. People. People can change very quickly in a very short amount of time around that age frame, like from. 18 to 23 ish you just change a lot so like your boyfriend could have changed maybe he's like marriage 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 and then he's like wait i kind of want to fuck around now mm-hmm. like you you don't know like it just you, it, the minds change because you have this notion when you're a kid you're like i'm gonna find a guy and then i'm going get, get married to him and then i'm gonna live happily ever after with ch- children right and then like as you get older you're like oh wait there's a kind of like a lot more to my 20s than i thought there were like okay, well, I kind of like, I want to make sure it's the right guy now. Like, it's not just like the first person I fell in love with. I don't know. There's like a lot that happens during that time. You like, your world gets opened up. And so maybe that happened to him and it can definitely happen to you, but um, don't feel like you are limited to your past experiences. Kind of give yourself a a clean slate and then give the next person you're with a clean slate. Like you both have clean slates. Everything before this, that so was just practice. It was just practice. It was just like, oh, okay. I figured out like what I don't like, you know. It's,
2: it's also not that serious. Like like yeah. you're you're really making it sound like you have this huge emotional bag you're lugging around with you. Mm-hmm. And it's really not that serious. Like like don't don't look at this like it's the biggest thing or that's the it's such a huge part of you. It's really not. It's once you get in that next relationship, just treat that person the way that you want to be treated.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the I know it's it's simple, but it's not easy.
2: No, yeah, it's, it's not it's not easy to treat people how you want to be treated. We're all hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Like we all fuck up on that stuff sometimes, but hold yourself accountable when you're doing something. Call it out. Yeah. And Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah communication's really good. Like we we both communicated cuz we were both projecting our previous relationships yep. onto each other in the first year. And when we realized that we were doing that, we called it out. Like, oh shit! Like, I really think that maybe when, we're,
2: when we were going through this, yeah. I was doing that to you from mm-hmm. my ex's thing. Yeah, not because of anything you did. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's about holding yourself accountable for your feelings.
1: And you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get it locked down before you no start. Way. Like, relationships are they're they're not perfect. They're messy, and like you kind of are figuring out your own la- landscapes together.
2: And don't read your toe tag to the guy and be like, hey, as uh, like first date, like I just want you to know I got cheated on, and I, like I am, I'm gonna think be I'm gonna thinking gonna get about on that. You, yeah. Like fuck no, it's just about when you're doing something to somebody, calling out, you know what you're doing because of your ex or whatever your relationship was.
1: Yeah, and it also sounds like maybe you would do well with just a few more like self love habits or self love mm-hmm. activities that um, remind yourself that you're worthy of being loved, like you're you're loved, you can love. Um, you were a, a good person, you know.
2: And maturity is about that, right? It's about holding yourself accountable for when you're feeling a certain way, and not just digging in and trying to be right.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: But you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, it's it's, and you're you're very young still. Like you're you got plenty of runway, plenty of room. Um, ex- I th- I think find what makes you happy first. Like lo- I really do feel like loving yourself when you're like, hey, you know what? I'm tight you know like yeah. whoever dates me next I'm
2: I'm sick they're lucky they're like, so lucky they're gonna get the so best tight. time of their life
1: exactly like the, it, it, it takes the pressure off where you're not so much like well I hope they treat me right I hope blah 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 be the par- partner that you want to attract yes so even if let's say you get a relationship and what if they do cheat on you it, it shouldn't break you it shouldn't break your spirit you you should just be like That's a thing that happened, but it's not something that will always happen to me. It's not a pattern that needs to continuously happen to me. You know? Exactly. It doesn't define you as a person.
2: Oh, hey, real quick. This is going to sound weird, but uh, just to also talk about working out. There's some workouts that are not fun for people. Maybe there's a workout that's more fun that you haven't checked out yet. That's just another addendum to that real quickly.
1: Sorry, I missed
2: it. Oh, just just that um, sometimes some workouts like suck ass for like who you are and what you're all about. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's about finding the right workout that that you do like. Like maybe you're like you're you actually like lifting. Oh, to that last question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just it was like bugging me. I was like, yeah, one more thing missing from my answer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: Yeah. you have to have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're not having fun, you're just stressing out your body, and then your body like is like I I want to just hold on to this fat and stuff um here's an interesting one and it's just so short that i was able to read it when i um i opened it uh the title is genuine question um is there any passion left on creating youtube videos for you nikki why do you keep making videos is it because of the responsibility do you have to your fans is it because you want to do it is it the money if it is about the money why not pick other jobs you could do to make more money steve can answer the question too Should I answer it first since it was addressed to me? Um, So, uh, yeah, there is a lot of passion still left in creating YouTube videos. Um, I feel like the way that the landscape is right now, it makes it a little harder to do the type of videos I would like to do. Um, Steve and I both started when it was like sketches were in, comedy sketches, and... Uh, those not only are are smothered by the algorithm because they have a much smaller shorter watch time um, but also comedy and satire is not necessarily viewed as satire legally or you know or as comedy legally and so they can get demonetized much more easily Um, so we're trying to find a balance and I also have found a lot of passion in podcasts so yes. I, I really love doing this podcast. I really love doing Big Mood. Uh, I'm focused a lot on those two things. I feel like what I was trying to do in comedy, which is like help people f- see a different perspective, I can also do in podcasts in a much more kind of just open and raw way. Um, so the thing I liked about it is still there. Um, also, I love my vlogs. Like I love, I love doing my vlog channel. Uh, that's just like a raw view of daily life um instead of trying to a lot of vloggers that I see like just try to create what their life looks like and it's a very like imagey thing and I didn't like that like I like vloggers that kind of just make me feel like I'm not alone in the world like I like I can relate to them because they're doing just normal things right. and maybe they have tips on like how to make my life better and so whenever I find things that make my life better I like to share them with people and it makes me really happy when people actually try them and then they're like hey my life got better too it really like fills my soul meter up. So I have passion there. I also have been coming up with a new, like kind of taking a break from my old formats to come up with a new way of giving videos that I that matches all of those things. It matches the passion. It matches that I can be consistent. It matches all the things. But I would never say it's for the money. No, the YouTube does not Fuck give no. very that much money. Like uh, even in, the,
2: in our best years, yeah, with million. Well, my channel still gets millions of views a month, but it doesn't fucking matter because I got demonetized. But point being, even at the best time of that, you know, you're making a couple grand. Like it's not quick. Cri- it's not killer, dude.
1: I always follow the passion, and yeah, sometimes it takes a hit money wise because the thing I'm passionate about doesn't make that much money but uh, I feel like if you are truly following your passion money will come to you and maybe that's just very woo-woo of me but it always has worked out that way when I try to do something for the money something weird happens yes. and like it, it it doesn't end up working out how I want it to work out um, but when I follow what I'm actually passionate about it has always worked out and so I, f- I have a trust in that and I think that a lot of artists go through that where it's like okay do I, ma- do, I do it for the business or do I do it for the art Mm-hmm. And when they start sacrificing, they should find a balance, but when they start sacrificing too much of their create, creative process for the grind of making money, they, get stuck. they, they
2: lose something. Yeah, they get yeah, stuck. Yeah,
1: and they get stuck and they get very depressed.
2: I am launching a new show called Ass Lords very, very soon. So I'm very excited about Ass Lords. And um, uh, Ass Lords is a show that I don't even know where the money's going to come from. But that's exactly what's fun about creating something. Yeah. Is like, oh, we'll figure it out. Right. And uh, I just, it's taken me a while to get to this point where I'm ready to launch a new show because I didn't have something that I was very mad at yet. That like, like something specific. Like, because all my trolling videos were things that I was mad at. Right. Yeah. So what can I attack from my satirical angle? And so now I found something that I'm actually pretty mad at consistently, which is great. So, which is all the, you know, pick up culture guys and all the you know douche-nacity of everything (laughs) so ass swords is a direct attack at all of that and i'm very excited about it
1: that's tight yeah Yeah, i love that i i think like finding a balance of something that fulfills you and also like people like it and it for me it's like i also want it to help people um but you know whatever element that you are passionate about creating content for um Hopefully that's fulfilled as well as people liking the thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just a balance that every creator has to reconcile with. Um, And just like
2: anything else, you're just creating something. The the, the, the pressure that we all put in our heads of like, oh, I'm making something for everybody. I hope everyone likes it. It's just nuts. No. Don't do that to yourself. There's
1: a very specific group of people that I know who I'm making content for. And when they respond to it and they're like, yes, this, we love it. I'm like, cool. I'm on the right path. We're going to keep doing that. Um, and that's that, like, uh, you can't just appeal, yeah, you can't appeal to everybody. You're never going to appeal to everybody. No. Um, but.
2: It's like judging kids' movies through a critical eye.
1: Yeah. what the fuck? You know what I mean? This is not a good
2: film uh, worthy of an Oscar. This isn't a film for me. It's like, no shit. Yeah. Move on.
1: (laughs) Um, all right. Next question. I'm losing myself. Help. Sad face. Aw. Don't lose yourself. Let's calm down for a second. Um, all right. Hi, Nikki and Steve. First of all, I love you guys. Oh, I love you too. You're my favorite podcast to listen to. I've learned a lot about many different topics thanks to you and discovered many things about myself that I didn't even notice before. Here we go. How do I begin? I'm a 27-year-old art grad. I live with my boyfriend of almost four years in one house divided into two apartments. Oh, Interesting. Um, I don't have a job, and I haven't had one in over two years. I do some freelance cosplay and props that sell from time to time, but it doesn't really pay the bills. My parents still support me, even though I live in another city, a two-hour flight away, and I feel like such a loser. All my life, I've thought about how much I wanted to give back for all they've done to me, always supporting every decision I make, even the most stupid one ever, studying art. Just kidding, except not really, huh? Yeah. And instead, I just keep taking. I think they deserve a better daughter, and I'm such a failure. I had no, I have no idea where my life is heading to, and my anxiety isn't helping. I've been socially awkward and the outcast of my groups of friends pretty much all my life, and now I feel like I barely have any friends left. My boyfriend is my best friend. He takes care of me and loves me so unconditionally, and I'm so grateful. I don't know what I would do without him. I feel like I wouldn't even be in this world anymore if I hadn't had someone like him to help me through uh, all I've been dealing with. Sometimes the only thing that makes me hopeful about the future is knowing that he actually wants to spend the rest of his life with me. But when we talk about it, it just seems so far into the future, and I'm not even sure I'll get there. The last five months have been tedious and exhausting and an exhausting journey for me because of health problems involving really crappy IBS triggered by anxiety, which triggers more IBS and so on. And although my gut problems have gotten much better in the last month, I still have my anxiety to deal with and I feel so trapped with myself as if some external force was in control of my mind and body. I don't know what to do anymore. I feel so fragile and it's made me fear living and even eating sometimes. Jeez, I've been there. Uh, More often, I have felt like getting these derealization moments whenever I go outside and have to interact with other people. I feel like I'm in a dreamlike state. I don't feel real. It's like everything is only playing inside my head. I've gotten more used to it, and I've read it's triggered by anxiety, and I just try to understand that that's what it is and go on with my day. But it scares me to feel like I'm just moving, talking, interacting with people like I'm on autopilot, soulless. I feel like I'm drowning with all of these problems that have become my everyday life, the anxiety and derealization, the IBS, and the fact that my parents still support me and I'm closer to my 30s, seeing everyone around me lead normal and happy lives without mental or physical sickness, my brother and old friends from high school getting engaged, married, having kids, having jobs they enjoy, even... What if what the fuck am I doing? I have no purpose, no goals and no direction. Sometimes I just think about running away to a different country very far far and small and changing my name and leaving everything behind. I just want to start over. Honestly, I just want to die and be born again. I think about how about beautiful moments I've had in my life and I get so nostalgic and sad. I'm so full of regrets. I just want to be someone else, someone like the artist I admire and have their shit together. I'm so lost. Hey, you know what? You're not alone.
2: God no. A lot of the artists that you admire were shit shows.
1: Yes. And especially 27, that age or 26 actually is the age where I feel like you kind of are going through this. Like this is like you're starting over and you feel like you're learning to walk again almost. I don't know why. Like I've talked about age 25 before as being the worst year of everyone's life. And I almost feel like it's like a it's like a crashing down. And then 26, you're like, 26 up, you're like rebuilding. So 27, you just like started getting into that phase. And this is not a cut and paste for everybody, but I feel like the majority of people I talk to, you go through that phase around this time in your life. And you look, you're looking at other people and you're like, they're so married and happy, but you don't know what's going on in their lives. You have no idea. When you're
2: driving, do you know everything going on in the car next to you? You just see the person driving, right? Yeah. And you're comparing yourself to them and then their destination and where they're going and how they're getting there and the fucking speed they're going but but honestly all you can do is focus on your car where you are like and who you are and where you're going like mm-hmm. where are you going and why why do you want to get there
1: yeah i mean and i relate to you because i felt the same way like when you're like man i'm a capable person how come i haven't found my thing in and i feel so guilty cuz i thought that this would pay off and then it's not and now my parents are still supporting me i remember like, feeling, like, a piece of shit because my dad still paid my health insurance and my phone bill and my car insurance and, like, I couldn't just be a full adult yet and I, on top of that, like, um, they had warned me about, like, you know, pursuing my dream over, like, finishing college and getting a backup degree and yeah. all this stuff. And so I almost felt like, man, am I a fucking idiot and they... And I'm
2: proving them right. Yeah, bullshit.
1: exactly. And, like, w- proving them right in a way that they didn't, they don't feel happy about. Yeah. It's not like they're, like... Yeah, no,
2: they're not thrilled. Gleeful
1: about it. Um, and I just it's like a fork in the road where you're like okay I could go back and do what other people told me to do instead of the path that I thought I was on or I could buckle down harder and just like find what really made me passionate about this thing and just trust I think you need just more trust in the universe like like more trust in yourself and like trust that um what what you feel pulled to do is something that you're supposed to be doing right now maybe this is something that will, this little downturn like everyone has ebbs and flows in their life and this maybe this will help something that happens in the future that you don't even know yet like you don't can't foresee it yet
2: also you're not a piece of shit at all no like, your parents support you love you because you're worthy of love your boyfriend supports your you, boyfriend loves you loves because you because you're worthy of love like none of this is like because you're a piece of shit. like you have to accept the good around you and look at all the good around you because there's so much of it. And also, I also think that you need to get help too. I think that definitely. You're, you're. You. I think you maybe are in a depression spiral a bit,
1: for sure. And also, it sounds like the things you're describing. And I'm not a professional at all. I highly recommend you talk to a an actual mental health professional. But some of the things you're describing sound uh, like dissociative. Uh, sounds like um, like you are detaching from yourself
2: to protect yourself
1: yeah and so um i would definitely talk to a psychologist or a psychiatrist about what you're going through if you haven't already um anxiety anxiety and depression definitely play a huge role in those things but um yeah sometimes it feels like points in my life where i felt like i'm just underwater and i'm just kind of going through motions um because i have to but not because i really know what i'm doing um so it's not you're not alone in that feeling I feel like
2: you have no idea how many people just heard heard that and thought oh my god that's yeah. exactly what how I feel
1: especially in 2020 Oh yeah. This year's so bananas. It sucks. Like that last question was like do you even like videos anymore? Like yeah I fucking like videos but like 2020 is wild man like mm-hmm. everyone's laid off like it's covid and like people are fighting for stuff and it's a poli- like an election year it's like there's a lot Going on, like it's heavy. It's like there's a heaviness in the air, and it's global. Like like people in all countries are going through this right now, and so I I feel like it's a hard year to be like go get him, Tiger. Totally. (laughs) Um, you should be doing all the things, but um, take some time and like really, yeah, work on yourself. Go see a professional. Um, and don't judge. All positions in life are temporary, so don't. Judge yourself on where you're at now, as who you are as a person. I feel like there's that's the theme in all of these questions so far. Is like I feel like people are kind of defining yourself so much on where you are right now in this yeah. present moment. Like things don't change. Everything in life is always changing. So for better or for worse, you know, like all positions in life are temporary.
2: You could be a completely different person in just a couple of years, mm-hmm. and and then a couple years after that, a completely different person from. Oh,
1: at twenty-seven. Exactly. I I was still relying on my parents to pay some of my bills. I was paying my rent and paying like um, some of my bigger bills like my car payment and stuff, but they were paying like insurance and mm-hmm. phone bill and stuff and then we didn't get engaged for like a, f- a few more years. I was 29. Mm-hmm. It was my 29th birthday. Yep. Um and there there were fuck tons of people around me getting married, engaged and having babies and I it, you can feel like you're behind, but there's no Set timeline for that everyone's supposed to follow. That's all bullshit. Everyone's on their own timeline. I like your freeway analogy. Thank you. Yeah, because it's like, it is like that. It's like everyone, you don't know where those people are going or where they came from or how far, how long they've been driving or how. Or why
2: they're driving like an asshole. Yeah. Or why they're driving so politely. You don't know. You don't, and you don't know if they do it all the time either. Just
1: because they have like a fancy car doesn't mean like they're, they're, happy they're and successful and exactly. happy and everything you just never they know it could be
2: somebody who took on a lot of debt because they want to look flashy we know a lot of people who do that right like like fuck man half people who buy sick cars do that yeah so it's just a matter of and then but then when you look at them you're like oh they got it all figured out they got it all solved and that's not just how, that's not how it is on the inside
1: yeah I, I think look at the Look at the things in your life that you're grateful for, and I'm sure you've, you're doing this already, but, you know, just, to, in, you, just in case you're not, or sometimes it's just a good exercise to go through, Is just, like, every day, like, waking up and, like, looking at all the things that you're really grateful for, and knowing that that's just, this is your starting point, you know, it's, like, you have all these things already, like, this exactly. is wonderful, a wonderful place to start, you're and it does great. It
2: on a great footing.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't stop there. This is like where you're beginning.
2: And be, be don't just be a skeptic of yourself because right now you're being a skeptic of yourself and everyone around you, you're not looking at with a skeptical eye, right? Like everyone else got it all figured out. Everyone else so happy. Everyone else is so sick and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Be skeptical of that, trust me, because everyone that we know is shit shows in one way or another, mm-hmm. including us.
1: But it's not really necessarily what they give off. Exactly. Like they're very private about their shit showness. Yeah,
2: so we're very open about our shit, show, Jonas. We are. <laughs> and uh, I think it's it's important, man. It's important to be three dimensional, fucking people. Sometimes, mm-hmm. my God. Amen.
1: And on that note, I hope some of this advice helped you take it take it with a grain of salt. Um, obviously, we don't know the all the details of everybody's situation, but we try to just like share our own experiences in hope that it'll help you determine yours. Uh, you know, determine what direction you want to go. Um. Or help in some way and make you feel like you you're not alone out there. Um, but yeah, I hope it helped. And whether or not it did, please rate us five stars. We need it. Exactly. We, lo- we love Especially you. Especially if it didn't we help. Need it. Especially give if it didn't stars. help. Be yeah. like five stars. You guys suck and you ruined my life. But, but, at five, least give but us five, five stars. Five stars. Yes. I broke up with the love of my life, <laughs> <laughs> and now and it,
2: it started a downward spiral that never ended. Yeah. Five, five stars.
1: Five stars. Thank you. And when in doubt, break up. Always. Podcast at nikki.limo. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.